<laughs> Father, what a delight to be together on this beautiful Lord's Day you've given to us. We thank you for the snow, which is a reminder that though our sins be as scarlet, they can be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, Father, they can be forgiven and made complete. Lord, I just pray that you would help us as we gather together this Lord's Day. Thank you for Jim and Pauline Thatcher. Uh, everyone in this room can bear testimony to the fact that they have been a joy and blessing, not only to this church, but more importantly to us individually. And even though you took them through these last few months, some very challenging times, they are able to be with us this morning. And we pray that as we learn from them what you taught them during this uh, difficult and challenging time, we pray, Father, that we would learn that in the midst of apparent tragedy and heartache and difficulty and physical pain, Father, we can be triumphant in Jesus. And so I pray your blessing upon the time that is ours this morning. We thank you again for this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, when I was just a little boy, how many years ago? <laughs> Jim and Pauline Thatcher were at the Murray Bible Church. And I have nothing but fond and wonderful memories of them being part of my life. What's more, when we've come here, uh, my children have, I'm sure, benefited from them as they came, I know on occasion, to Awana. And the Thatchers have been in our Awana program. They were the ones who got it going. But as you know, what was it last November that you were involved in a very, very serious automobile accident and uh, you were literally weeks in the hospital and in rehab and uh, so starting off, how are you feeling today? How, are, how is the progress going for your care? Jim. Well, I'm, I'm not really there yet, but I'm on the way kind of thing. What were the extent uh, of your injuries? Uh, my injuries were primarily to the legs. Um, they were essentially shattered. Uh, and I have some pain in there. I'm able to do most things, but they're at a much slower pace. I would describe myself as Tired. When I was working, I just took an eight-hour sleep at night, but now it's a two-hour nap and a nine hours of sleep. And it doesn't leave much chance to do too much else. And I've been bothered recently by some cancer in my arm here. And how about you, Pauline? Where are you? What were your injuries? Well, I had a um, broken uh, wrist and arm. I was in a cast uh, until the end of uh, January. Mm -hmm. And the accident happened on Sunday, November 10th. 10th. And just describe exactly what happened for the benefit of some who might not know. Well, we were coming north on the uh, Intermountain Expressway. Um, we were on the, uh, this, this lane, there's two lanes going north, space of land, 
and then there's two lanes going south. And we were approaching one of the places where they have an intersection where a street goes, crosses both of those highways. We were approaching that area. The light was um, red for that, for them to come this way. However, the gentleman who was in the other vehicle ignored the light <laughs> and hit us on the driver's side where Jim was driving. Okay, Jim was driving, not yes. you. No. Okay. And I blacked out at this impact, but I gained consciousness shortly afterwards. Uh, we had our grandsons Aaron and Nate called by phone, and they arrived in about 20 minutes or so. To the accident scene? To the accident scene. So you had not been transported? Not at that time. And my understanding is that you were very fortunate in many, many respects, in that there were some emergency personnel who were there caring for you even before the EMS and police and others arrived. Is that correct? Uh, I woke up and I couldn't believe the crowd. There was a huge crowd around our car. Yeah. And um, one of the people I recognized was Gail Haxton. She used to come to our church. Yeah. You know, she didn't know it was you, I think. At first. At first. At first, but then yeah. she said, oh, I know those people. I heard her say that. I heard her say, I know those people. But I don't remember anything after that initial wake up. Um, I don't remember the ride in the ambulance. I don't remember the emergency room. I only remember waking up in my room way up high in the hospital. Now, Jim, do you remember, what do you remember? I remember the ambulance ride, but nothing in the emergency room and nothing for a little while after that, too. So you don't remember that I spent 24 hours there with you? No. <laughs> just, just, you know, I just want to make sure. <laughs> We're, we're going to try to make this a little light. <laughs> well, we don't have to fib to do that. I know, I know. And Jim, you were, you, were, you were in the ICU unit for how long? Probably for about a week and a half. Uh-huh. And Pauline, you were in a normal room to begin with. Yes, I'm And ready. then you would go visit Jim. Uh, well, not initially. I wasn't in shape to okay, go down. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you, was there ever a point, Pauline, I mean, you are trained in medicine, you were a nurse, you saw many, many things through the years, was there ever a point where you felt like Jim wasn't going to make it? No. Never? No. Wow. That never even crossed your mind? Well, I thought that there was always a possibility, right. but I... I was pleased with the yeah. progress he was making. Now, what happened to the other man who hit you? Well, we're, we've heard all kinds of rumors. Okay. <laughs> um, probably the most credible one comes from our 
grandson Aaron. Uh, he was in a coma at the accident, and about two months later, he came out of it, and he's now recovering. And we also were aware of the fact that he was on drugs. Okay. Was it a younger man? Don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, so you were able to see him. What? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> you know. Uh, we never actually saw him. What was your initial reaction when you saw Jim the first time? Because I know when I saw him, he looked pretty bad. You knew it was very serious. Yes, but I had no doubt the Lord would bring him through. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Have you in the process of this um, battled issues of depression and even anger at God? One of the things we do believe in is the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens apart from God permitting it. That doesn't mean that everything that happens in our lives is good, but confession's good for the soul and poor for the reputation. When bad things happen, sometimes we, and I included, can begin to question God and even be angry. Did that ever happen? No, what I kept See, doing... these people are too spiritual for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Um, you know, accidents happen to everybody. doesn't matter what your theological background is. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I just wondered why he saved us. Why he didn't just take us. Yeah. Um, that would have been a happy thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so my question to him was and is, what is it you want us to do? That's wonderful. How about you, Jim? Uh, similar type reaction. I think I'll talk a little bit about it, a little bit about the parts of the Bible that were helpful to me as we wrap this thing up. Yeah, okay, good. You know, we all want to improve the area of our ministry to people. Uh, what was it that people did in a practical way that proved to you to be most helpful? And I know that Lisa played a real pivotal role in kind of coordinating some of your care, but um, what were things that people did that, you know, you said, that really was appreciated. That's, that's the way the body of Christ responds to a, a difficult situation. Well, um, there was there were lots of things. One was Lisa. Uh, she made a schedule for us, and she uh, visited, and uh, that was good. Got a calendar. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Flowers, of course. I had too many flowers. I had to give away some of them. Uh, and uh, visiting. I really appreciated when people visited. Mm -hmm. Just. Never got tired of them. Nope. 
No. Never said they stayed too long. No. No. They didn't stay long enough. Really? <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it was good to have visitors. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've resolved that uh, I'm going to visit people in the hospital more often. Uh, I've got several things. Honey gave me some advice on contacting lawyers and things like that. Um, Marsha McCard got the key to our house to our grandson. Chuck Hobbs, after Pauline was released from the hospital, she went to another nursing home in the area. And Chuck Hobbs brought her down, and that was much appreciated. Jan Kendall and Carla provided transportation to appointments, and there may have been others. The Hoovers had multiple visits to us, Harry and Joanne, and um, I thought this was on their route from downtown to their home <laughs> that encompass health, which is usually used to be South House, where Frida was and several other people. Another thing, uh, we had so many visitors from so many different backgrounds. Uh, Carla brought the Smith girls over to see me. Unfortunately, uh, I was asleep at the time, as I was a lot of the time, but just to see their little notes when they came. Uh, the goes were there, and it was interesting to see them with our great-grandchildren, the interactions there. Uh, people from other churches like Dan Hornock came over, for example. Another example was the greeting cards, in other words, just the beautiful pictures, the Bible messages, and the notes of encouragement that went along with them. One of the things that, go ahead. Well, and we had uh, two big posters with all the Awana kids that had written Get Well messages, mm -hmm. which was kind of nice too. Did you, mm -hmm. Could you read the writing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And there were springboards to conversations that resulted from that as well. What church do you go to? <laughs> what do you believe? <laughs> uh, you know, we appreciated getting the church devotionals and bulletins from Larry and Marcia. Uh, Zolana brought our daily bread to us. Well, Zolana has provided me with wonderful, wonderful things to read because that's pretty much a lot of my time has been reading now. But yes, yeah, so I've had a wonderful, I've learned all about Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and she even brought the Scrabble group there to play Scrabble with Pauline. Yeah, did did they let you win, Pauline? What do you mean? When you played Scrabble, did they let you win? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Vicky Mazay has been great in providing transportation for us, especially bad weather. <laughs> Was there anybody in particular at the um, hospital or in the nursing home or other places that turned out to be a believer that you were able to develop a kinship with or somebody who perhaps didn't know the Lord that this served as an excellent, you mentioned that uh, you know, people looked at things that served as a springboard that you were able to share your faith with them. Not very many of the okay. personnel okay. asked. Uh, okay. They could see, but they didn't right. ask. Right. Jim, were you going to say some more? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say some more on some of these, these takeaways. Uh, we appreciate um, what has continued to go on in the church when we're not here. The Thatchers are not the essential element, <laughs> but the Lindelands picked up on the rescue mission for which we're uh, the Tafts. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> we knew her longer than. <laughs> And Jesse Delgado picked up on the mission's input that showed up on the bulletin. Um, well, I'm talking about the Delgados. The first Sunday I came back, um, as I was going out the door, Adrian came up to me and had an extended conversation. And that really meant an awful lot to me. They hadn't forgotten me. Uh, there were contexts that have been developed in Awana, and there's people there. And then the Sunday I came back, the McCrackens invited me to, they were looking around for old men, <laughs> and they thought they found one in me. <laughs> and the Sunday school lesson was on Caleb, and Caleb conquered the land of 84. And I was 85, and that kind of related the lesson <laughs> to, to the kids that were there. See how old and fun. <laughs> and we appreciate Solana keeping up the missions board in our absence and making sure everything worked well for the Pregnancy Resource Center as well. And so when the Thatchers aren't there, Things still happen at Mid Valley, right. and, and we developed an appreciation for that. Oh, you now to get back to the original question. <laughs> I kind of wander at times. That's all right, Jim. You're at eighty-five. You can wander in the wilderness as long as you like. <clears throat> okay. Our grandson, Aaron, I'll let Pauline talk about what, some of the things he did. Yeah. Well, he just kind of took over for us. He took care of our home and uh, all the things related to that and uh, visited us and contacted the family and all that. He just was our interface mm -hmm. with everything. 
We're so grateful that he was around. I'm only speaking from my personal experience. When I go through difficult times, it seems as though there's a defining moment in that experience. And I've related that in some sermons, you know, where God, I felt, spoke to me in the most profound of ways. And I can look back on those and they sort of serve as a tangible reminder that God loves me and that he's not abandoned me. Was there, did you ever have that experience or did you just, was, was God's presence there throughout the experience? Um, we don't do defining moments. <laughs> you don't, I do. <laughs> In other words, even when I go back and try to pinpoint the time of my conversion or something like that, uh, it seems like God's there all the time. And he does different things at different times, and even in the ups and downs. I, I know God is always there, right. but sometimes I, I think, and you, you're the exception. I think that for many people, there is that moment when his presence is perhaps manifested in a more profound way. That's all I was wondering, so. But that, you didn't feel like that ever happened with you? No, not okay. really. How about you, Pauline? Well, I had a defining moment when I was saved, okay. but um, in terms of this accident, my, my thing was, um, what is it, Lord, that you want us to do? Why did you save us from going to be with you? I mean, that would have been wonderful as far as I'm concerned. And so that's my question, you know, what is it, Lord, that you kept me here to do? Has he answered that? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay, okay. Uh, let me tell you about some other people in the hospital that we had conversations with. Uh, there were people that were treating my legs, and there's this expert that came down from Inner Mountain to Encompass Health which is a care center. And uh, the, the nurses wanted to try something new or different. Uh, there was this amazing thing called New Zealand honey. Whoa! I think Ken might have been interested in this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so they put some New Zealand honey. That's what oh. he's getting, New Zealand honey treatment. Really? Actual New Zealand honey? Yes. Yeah. And they're, it, they're putting it on externally? Yes. yes. It's not oral? No. It's not oral. <laughs> Although I am still sampling some Hornock honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ken and Dan are the beekeepers. <laughs> yeah, and it's... Apparently doing the job, it's That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and so this uh, expert in this area of wound treatment came down, even in snowy weather, 
from IMC down to the care center. And this, this really impressed me. And it turned out that one of the nurses there was from Midland, Texas, where my son yeah. Daniel yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's all kinds of interesting coincidences. Now I'll let Pauline talk a little bit about some of the other caregivers that came in. Uh -huh. Where? Go ahead. I'm not sure what they're... Okay, let me give you a couple names. Cassie and Tanya. Opportunity to share, page two. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> You're forgiven, Pauline. Good. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Okay, well, when we came home, our care continued. It didn't stop. Yeah, we and couldn't survive still, on our own. You still have a caregiver coming in, correct? Uh, no, we cut it off the end of January. We didn't have daily care. Daily care? We had daily care when we first came home for about a month. Helped with meals and, right. and shopping and all the things of daily living that are difficult when you're not functioning well. And uh, so for the first month, January, we have somebody there every day. And then in February, we just had people coming in to do specific tasks. Like transportation and bad weather? Yeah. You're not driving yet. Yes, I am. You are? I am, but he's not. Okay. Did you come to church today, driving? No, no. because it was snowing. Uh -huh. I haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> the Mazays brought us. Uh, so where was I going? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, we had a caregiver. We have caregivers coming in. And uh, we listened to KNN, you know, the Christian radio station. We have it on all day. And we even listened to the children's programs. Well, one day we had them come in and they were intrigued by that station. So I think we've got somebody that's listening to this. <laughs> and uh, then Jim has written um, a thing he calls Mud Pies, um, which is uh, a lot of, uh, how many of you have read his Mud Pies? Yeah, well, he's still doing it. What'd you say? Okay, so if you want to find them, they're in the library. They're also online. They're also online? Yes. Wow. It's a Mid Valley website, right? Yep. <laughs> Thanks to Ralph Delgado. Good. You know, this is how Max Lucado got started. <laughs> it's just around the corner, Jim. Yeah, I'm working on volume three now. <laughs> so, anyway, we have some at the home, at home, and the people that came to the care for us would read them mm -hmm. and were impressed. And, uh, and then we have a physical therapist that comes in and sees Jim a couple times a week. Okay, let me tell that story. Okay. Because that's, that's my story. All right. 
okay, I've been going through physical therapy. And what happens is, as I go through more and more challenging exercises, I get more and more pain, particularly in my legs. And so one of the devotionals that I wrote for volume three had to do with this fact that um, as I go through this physical therapy, we have some quantitative measures of what the progress is. And so I can see my progress by means of these quantitative measures kind of thing, like my grip strength. It was fractions of an ounce. Now it's up to about 50 ounces. And we could see that, that's, that's one example. And there are other things though. And so I shared this mud pie devotional with this physical therapist, who I think is a Christian. And he says, well, you got any more of this stuff? This is volume three. <laughs> and this is just one of them. It's got some number like 24 be beside it. And so I provided him copies of all three volumes. And he's been reading through them. And most recently, uh, just this past week, they have a conference call, a meeting of all these people that are working at the old Health South or the Encompass Care Center and others around the country. And these people heard what he had to say. In other words, uh, he used the some of my statements. He used the poem I put in my devotionals. And he used the thought that I put in my devotionals. And so you plant a little seed and you know Never know where it's going to end up. Kind of thing. Pauline, you wondered why he's still here? Yeah, well. <laughs> Jim and Pauline, was there any particular passage of Scripture that in this season of tragedy, an accident, whatever we want to call it, that proved to be particularly encouraging to you? Yeah, the one I highlighted, I've got a devotional on this. <laughs> and it's from the book of Job. And it's, it's before um, the final list of questions that God gives, but after um, his four comforters have given him all his great advice from their imperfect experience. And it's Job 37, 
verse 5, and it simply says this, God thunders marvelously with his voice. He does great things. Listen to these words. We cannot comprehend. And as we ask this question, why? We could find no satisfying answers other than maybe a chance to talk to others about Jesus. We had to rely on the wisdom of God. We came to realize, again, many biblical heroes had no, no answer to their suffering. And you can just go through in your mind People like Paul and people like Peter. Why? They don't know. They are treated unjustly. We too needed to trust in God. Why this accident was our cry? God answered, My servants suffer. They know not why. God said, my purposes are often hid from man. We may ever search, but not find what's in God's hidden plan. God's ways are often hid from man until eternity. How about you, Pauline? Ditto. The same? That's together. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's wonderful. That's very encouraging. Does anybody have any questions they'd like to ask Jim or Pauline? This was very much unscripted. I sent them about 25 questions, and uh, I said, we'll just make it a free-flowing conversation, and uh, they touched on pretty much everything that I asked them to except the defining moments. I think that's interesting. Because again, I'm just speaking for myself. I've always had defining moments that just were pivotal marks in my life. And that's interesting that that hasn't been the case with you, Jim. And I, that's wonderful. Again, you're a better man than I, more stable. I tend to be a mountain peak and valley kind of guy. So. Not so. Huh? There's just different personalities respond in different ways to different right. situations. Good. And, and God knows us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, does anybody have any questions they'd want to ask Jim or Pauline about this or something that they may have shared? We're getting a little feedback. Anybody? But you're not sure what your future is. No. When are you going to be back in Awana? We need you. No. <laughs> well, we're a little hesitant to get back in time. Listen, you, everybody here understands you have done a fantastic job 50 plus years. And as I've said to you on more than one occasion, there have been not hundreds, there have been thousands 
of people who have benefited from your faithfulness at this church. And uh, you, you've been an encouragement to all of us. Well, this church is an encouragement to us. We love the people here. Good. And it doesn't matter whether you're here for 50 years or 50 weeks or five days. You know, we want people to know that this is a church that is marked by love and care. I'd encourage you to read uh, the little pastor's pen in there. It's providential that uh, I wrote what I wrote in light of today. So, Lisa. I just wonder if there's anything you need from us. Yeah, good question. No. Just your prayers. Okay. Yeah, prayers. And we are firm believers in God answers prayers. Yeah. Now, if so many people have been praying for us, then we appreciate it. Yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, and really, the value of telling people you're praying for them and communicating with them. There's so many people, they. They're sick for a while, and then you forget about them kind of thing. We need to keep them all in mind. Excellent. Thank you, Lisa. Yes, Vicki. As wonderful as it would have been for you to go home to the Lord in November, we're just all grateful you're still with us. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. sing the doxology as our dismissal and then we'll give you ample time to <coughs> grab a cup of coffee or whatever else you need and again Jim and Pauline um, thank you for doing this I think it went very well I think it was beneficial for those of us who genuinely genuinely love you uh, we're not ready to see you go home you're, you're both you're both obviously ready and we need to be ready to go at any moment but as you said, God still has a plan. He has a purpose for you. What that is, and it may even just simply be a model of faithfulness as an encouragement to people like uh, all of us here, for all, and Jesse and all of us. So thank you. Thank you again. It's been a joy. Let's sing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy 